everyone. Welcome to Living Earthlings podcast. I am Seti, your host, and my pronouns are they, them. Today, I am joined by my friend Melik, who's a total liberation activist. That's what they use to best define their intersectional activism. We will be discussing veganism in Tunisia. That's where we're both from and in the Maghrebian Arab world. This episode is divided into two parts. The first one will be us talking about how veganism is evolving in the Arabic-speaking countries. And the second will be a part dedicated exclusively on arguments in Arabic on why you should consider going vegan or lowering your meat and dairy intake. Don't worry, I will make sure that everything is translated into Arabic, French, Spanish, and English, and post these on my website to make this more inclusive. But first, I'd like to welcome Malik and let them introduce themselves. Hello. <laughs> okay, so uh, thank you for the introduction. That's very sweet of you. My name is Malik. I'm 27 years old, if that matter. It's, it's just a number. I'm originally from Tunisia and living in, in Germany. I've been living here for eight years now, and I just finished my master's degree in electrical engineering. I've been vegan for almost seven years now. And uh, yeah, as uh, Sari said, I am a total liberation activist. That means that I don't only care about non-human animals or human animals. I care about all animals, including human and non-human. So that's the best way to describe it, um, I guess. That is very important because not long ago, there were some people who were trying to focus only on animal liberation mm. and not really on human liberation, which was, you know, not really intersectional and not really inclusive of all people. So it's really important that you talk about also human liberation in this movement. It is very, very important to talk about. And I'm glad more people are coming in this activism talking about these both of these matters intersectionally so i wanted to ask you previously you mentioned that privately you mentioned that you came to europe eight years ago and you started you just mentioned that you started your vegan journey seven years ago so that means that you were already in europe yes i was already in germany were you considering uh, veganism before you came to Europe or was that something completely new? Actually I've never heard or I hadn't heard of the word vegan before. I think I heard it only once but I didn't uh, I didn't really think about it. I, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna say I hadn't heard about the word vegan before going vegan and uh, the way I went vegan is just I I read an article on Facebook or I came across an article that had the word vegan uh, in the title. And I was like, what's this word? I have never heard of it before. And then I clicked on the article and just like a, an aha moment. It was like, and then. <laughs> did you um, instantly go vegan or did you start? It took me 30 minutes. Like I, oh, okay. I, I, I read the article. It resonated with me. It made that click. I uh, had some questions like, but protein, but we need animal, blah, 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 to survive. Uh, so I just had, I just did some research and I, and I decided right away that I'm going to turn vegan and I've been vegan ever since. But just to, to give it a little bit more context, the person who shared the, the post was actually from Tunisia. 
So this person had a crush on a vegetarian person, then they, they wanted to impress them and to tell them, hey, like I care about what, what you care about. So they started sharing all of these articles, but it was always about vegetarianism. And I was like, yeah, vegetarian people don't eat meat because they have digestive issues. I've never thought about ethics or whatever. And then that one day they posted something about veganism and here I am. <laughs> and he changed they, you without wanting to. Yes, and the thing is they they are not vegetarian. They're not vegan. They just they made fun of me for going vegan. Oh wow. Okay. And not so in the nice way. <laughs> they were they were the reason they were they were the reason you went vegan and then they made fun of you. That was weird. So I imagine that already being outside of your family, not living with your parents made everything easier. Um, and already being in Germany, since there's more, there's more accessibility for vegan food. Well, I don't know about seven years ago, but I know that today it is more accessible than in Tunisia. Even though you lived in, um, in Germany at that time and you still, and you still do live there, how did your parents react to you going vegan? Because it's quite of a cultural shock. I mean, because even though veganism doesn't come from European ideologies and values, veganism comes from um, African tribes and indigenous tribes. Um, it is something that is mostly white-centered. It's, it's, it's badly done. Um, capitalism has profited from this movement. But my question still is, how do you... Because I imagine you went to Tunisia in the past eight years or seven years um how did your parents react when you told them yeah i, th I think we should we should dedicate as a movement we should dedicate so much time talking about the impact of capitalism and and uh, imperialism and colonial times and so on and what do they mean now for this movement and for the whole world especially like if you see it from a the total liberation thing because the animal industry and uh, is not affecting only non-human animals but to to uh, uh, respond to your question well first of all seven years ago uh, not, like soy milk wasn't even accessible like it is nowadays uh, back at the time it wasn't that big big of a thing um but now sure yes like you can find vegan things uh, everywhere i mean i live in a very conservative uh, city uh, but still like you can find lots of lots of uh, vegan options um, actually my parents and my family took it quite well surprisingly I mean I said um, because I went vegan on the uh, the 13th of January so the the end of January and then the first time I went to Tunisia afterwards I think it was in March so like not even two months after and i told my parents hey i don't consume animal products anymore i don't want to wear leather or fur or whatever like everything about veganism not only food but also entertainment and all of that and they asked some questions uh like why do i want to do that and uh what about proteins what about this and they saw that uh that they had that they had some answers and that I was well prepared. They weren't trying to convince me otherwise. They were just trying to understand. And when they saw that 
uh, I, I, I know what I'm doing. Then they were like, sure, whatever. And um, I mean, I told them before that, before going home. So they were already were prepared for that. Preparing because, them you know, you know, like my mom is Tunisian. So like she has to cook food and whatnot because yeah, uh, a lot yeah, of her food. son is coming back and whatnot. So <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't want to... I wanted to eat her food and I didn't want her to cook some food that I'm not going to eat, right? So I told her before that. And uh, so she prepared, I mean, you know, the Tunisian cuisine is very vegetarian friendly and it's only vegetarian because they use eggs. So if you don't use the eggs, then you have lots of vegan options. Like the numerous uh, uh, kinds of shakshuka you can make. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's start with that it so is vegan have... friendly but it's not stomach friendly <laughs> um because it's hot or what i mean yeah, because it's, it's spicy. very spicy yeah well i love spicy food okay that's on you, <laughs> the that's on you. The yeah so um and my mother i have to say like she became creative oh creative she's become, yes she's become very creative with uh with with vegan food with tunisian vegan food and she veganized so many traditional dishes where you say like you cannot make it without without these animal based products but she makes them and then you realize it's actually about the spices not the not the actual animal products so yeah that's awesome that you had a supportive mother yeah absolutely when it comes to that they are quite supportive my family yeah because because i know how how important it is for them food um Mm. i have a Tunisian family myself my dad's part of the family we're a big big family and my grandma who passed away last year she was very very not like upset but she was uh Uh, as I said, culturally shocked. She thought it was something that white people did. Uh, Okay. (laughs) um, And she thought it was a phase. She only believed that I would do it for not, not ethical nor environmental reasons, but for my body and my health and whatever. Um, But it's not the reason why I became vegan. That's actually, I became vegetarian for environmental and health reasons i became vegan for ethical reasons so for me i don't i cannot really tell what was the reason that made me go vegan because that article was a comparison about um, comparison of of non-human animals to human animals and how it doesn't make sense for us to use non um, non non-human animals and it was more of a philosophical approach, let's say, with a little bit of biology. <laughs> but then I discovered the environmental uh, effect and the ethics and the uh, health uh, benefits all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I watched Earthlings at the same night. Um, you tortured so yourself the first day. As I, a vegan. Yes, I, I, I watched Earthlings by myself at night in the dark. I, don't ask me why I did that. And I'm not a fan of, of horror movies or anything. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched that and uh, I was like, okay, like for these three reasons. And then for, uh, for a long period of time, I was vegan and I didn't know why I'm vegan. Like it wasn't like I was, I was questioning my veganism. I was still vegan. I did and everything like the way I still do it right now. It was it was a but, rational decision for your in your opinion. 
Like it was just absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, it, it rational. Okay, it was also very emotional. Okay. Yeah. After um, you watch Earthlings. Yes. Um. And then when I started doing because I started doing online activism uh, after that, but it was more like, yeah, you can be vegan and it's so cool. And then I started doing uh, um, a street activism, and I was seeing it. Uh, uh, I, like experience it by myself that was very hard that was that was like a wake-up call for me and that was the moment where I said okay now I know I am vegan and when I say I am like there are lots of emotional reasons for me to be vegan one of the biggest reasons for me is I know what it means to be discriminated against mm-hmm. I know it like um, I am a fat queer person of color um i live in a very wide <laughs> in a very wide um um surrounding so i know what it means to be to be discriminated against and i have to say i am very privileged as well like i'm not gonna i'm not i i, I know that i'm privileged and still i know what it means to be discriminated against and that was i don't want i don't want to be that that same oppressor for someone else and that's why I'm working working on all of the other discrimination that that I grew up with that I have like I am lear- uh, unlearning uh, the the sexism that I that I grew up with the anti-semitism I grew up with mm-hmm. um, also the homophobia and transphobia I grew up with even yeah. as a queer person you know so uh, and also species speciesism so that's that's maybe for me now that's the reason why i'm vegan uh and sure yes because of ethics but it's it's very emotional and that's valid (laughs) yeah of course it's valid Um, what i wanted to talk to you about is also your activism because i saw a lot of videos of you going on the streets even in tunisia which i was very surprised and very proud of to be honest um, of you going in the streets of Tunisia and talking about veganism and mm-hmm. how people can go vegan and why they should go vegan for, for many reasons, for health reasons, environmental reasons, and ethical reasons, and even emotional mm-hmm. reasons, just like you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what I wanted to say first is that my veganism was not intersectional at all. When I started it, it was very ableist. It was very classist. It was very racist. At first, I saw veganism, again, as people see it today, a white thing, a white people thing to do. So um, there's a lot of uh, proof of environmental racism, and there's a lot of proof of uh, how capitalism is racist, extremely racist. It's profiting off oppressive, op- oppressed communities. So at first, when I say that I wasn't intersectional in my in my words, is that publicly, I used to compare people's oppression to animal oppression so it's okay in a way if I do it to myself I compare my suffering to animal suffering and I try to connect myself to the animal saying that I wouldn't want to be hurt like they are I wouldn't want my mother my sister my whoever to be hurt like they are so why am I paying for their suffering and I wouldn't compare people's suffering to animal suffering anymore but I used to do it I used to use very problematic words that used to hurt a lot of people (laughs) around me 
Mm. Um, I'm not going to mention them because I would have to do a trigger no, warning. No, we're not going to say that. But I think I know what, what you're saying. And I wasn't I wasn't sensitive also when I first started that. I was like, look at the animals. They are suffering so much. And even though I am being discriminated against, that's nothing compared to what these non-human animals go through. And then I would meet, meet people on the street and they would tell me, yeah, okay, but I do not have money to 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 get food you know what are you why why are you talking to me and i'd be like no you are also responsible for that everyone is responsible but now after like i started doing street activism in september 2018 so it's been like two years and a half now and then in these during these two and a half years um i i learned a lot like i would never say that because i know now how for some people okay like plant-based foods are cheaper than animal-based food but we are talking about fresh food if you if you take a can like like a canned meal that's mm -hmm. still way cheaper than than fruits and vegetables and it's not like a reason for people not to be vegan it's more like let's also fight uh poverty because when we fight poverty we can also uh, help the not help because we're not doing them a favor but uh, uh, also fight for non-human animals um, and that's the, these are some things that they should be aware that there are some other things that are related the other sorts of discriminations or problems that we have now that are related to, to this matter and um, yeah I, I don't use these things anymore and I'm and I'm think, rethinking my activism very much at the moment what is more effective is it really effective to go to the street and talk to people about veganism um, and make them go vegan does it really help the animals or is it uh, let's do some campaigning and I don't know close the Belvedere for example the there is there is a campaign at the moment uh, done by the youth climate youth Tunisian youth climate yeah something I, like that it's about veganism it's it's about it's about uh closing Belvedere, which is uh, a zoo in tunisia mm -hmm. um, oh yeah i saw it this morning actually exactly um so is it that these are the questions that i'm that i'm asking myself at the moment what are what are the strategies that i should use as an animal rights activist and as a total liberation activist to to go a step further towards total liberation there is a lot of people there are a lot of people that are asking themselves that question since the coronavirus and we're all inside uh, some people used to go to protests and the fact they're not they're not going to protest anymore due to covid they're feeling like they're useless that their activism online is useless but actually we're 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 trying our best and with what we have and how we feel and where we are mm. um if you feel like one day your animal rights activism on the streets is actually helping you and helping people go vegan then i don't know i'm not going to stop you do, from doing that and if another day you feel like online activism is how you feel the safest then i'm not going to stop you doing that either so I think it's up to you. And uh, I want to tell you that you have an impact on me, a positive impact on me and on, on 
3,000 other people that follow you and hopefully more in the future that stumble upon your content on content on YouTube or on Instagram. It's really refreshing to see a Tunisian person talking about veganism in Tunisia and outside of Tunisia. Speaking of, of, um, of activism in Tunisia, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about going on the streets there and talking about veganism. Because for them, for most of them, it's the first time that they hear it, the word uh, veganism. Um, for them, it's most of them. I'm not talking about all of them, but most of them. They're the first time they're considering having a diet that doesn't include animal products. So what is the difference between, I'm not sure if you've done this, I'm, I'm, but I think you did, but what is the difference between going on the streets in Germany and talking about veganism and going on the streets in Tunisia? Well, first of all, thank you very much for your sweet, sweet words. I really appreciate what you said. And uh, yeah, hopefully I have an impact on some people and I'm also having impact for, from other people. It was also very heartwarming to see that there is another person like you that, that is also doing this. That was, that was uh, very sweet to see. Um, I mean, I only went once on the street in Tunisia and talked to people like... I, I filmed what I said, um, where I talked to strangers, let's say, about veganism. But in Tunisia, I talk a lot about veganism to also some friends or some friends' friends. Um, and I have to say the only difference in my experience is the language that I speak here, uh, you know, uh, German, and then I, there I speak Arabic, like the, the, the same, the same approach, the same or very similar, very similar uh, arguments that people use there, um, they are used also here. But that's my experience. I also have to say, uh, I'm, I'm from Susa, which is also quite uh, like the, a city in Tunisia. So lots of educated people and by educated, I mean the standard way of education, yeah. uh, lots of students also. So it's a very touristic city. So it's a no, let's, let's say, kind of open-minded uh, city. So when you talk to people about that, they're probably are gonna be more open than if you go somewhere where it's more conservative, I'm just yeah. assuming. But yeah, I, I didn't feel like a big difference. Uh, I had some people that were very open. I had some other people who told me that they're gonna kill me because I used the word kill and <laughs> not slaughtering. Uh, it was a, it Ooh, was a yeah. joke. It was a joke, they said, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't, there's, there's no big difference. And here I also talk to lots of Arabic people and it's, it's uh, sometimes they are uh, receptive, sometimes they're not. I mean, yeah. My, ha my dad was very, very supportive of me going vegan. Uh, it was my mom who was more mostly shocked who's a Spanish mother but she's a bit more conservative in that in that and um and my dad really really doesn't care about my diet as long as I'm healthy um as long as I am taking care of myself he doesn't he doesn't really care about as much as as my other my extended family about what people say my, but it was a different story when I went to Tunisia because I decided to go first vegetarian when I was in Tunisia. We were at Hard Rock Cafe in Sousse. 
and they had this vegetarian option. It was, I'm so sorry, but it was so disgusting. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> but I still thought that it was very interesting that we had a vegetarian option in Tunisia labeled as vegetarian and not as, you know, just nothing. A thing, yeah, a thing without animal products. So um, I said I was on, on on I was on holiday, so I went there for two weeks, and I said, you know what, like I'm gonna try it, I'm gonna try it out. But I did have because funny you mention it about the difference between the word kill and um, and um, slaughter, slaughter, yeah. slaughter, yeah, mm -hmm. uh, in a halal way as they call it. I mentioned this to the uncle the the husband of of an aunt of mine who is very conservative and he said well he said why are you vegan and i was like oh no man i don't want to start a conversation because <laughs> honestly there are some people you really don't want to have this conversation with you don't have to you don't have to to uh, talk to these people about it yeah but but you, it feels like so i don't i choose not to Um, Let me tell you this and everyone who's hearing this. If you choose not to talk about animal rights with certain people, you're not failing the animals and you're not, you, you are respecting your boundaries, respecting your limits. And you're even protecting if you yourself. Start, absolutely. If you start, like I do it, it's something that we also need to learn when we do these outreach events. If at some point you feel that the other person is somehow not receptive or is hurting you or whatever say like i'm ending this conversation there are lots of other people that you can talk to yeah exactly so but i i didn't want to be rude because they're part of the family so i said like i just don't eat thing i mean i don't eat food that involves the killing or the um or the torture of an animal so and they said well it's not the same killing and And if, uh, when you uh, uh, an animal, and I'm like, aren't they both dead in the end? It's a form of killing. It is it's a just, form of it's killing. Just another, it's just another word. It's just like there are different, like uh, 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 different ways or several ways to describe killing. It, it, I think the word, the word halal in um, in our society culturally i'm not going to speak about religion in this podcast uh, mm -hmm. but culturally i think it is a way of making yourself feel better about killing an animal uh, so it's it's mostly about yourself and not really the animal because you're at the end of the day they don't really care if you kill them in a way or another they're going to be dead that's a very interesting point of view i've never seen it that way but yeah i i see i see it So, yeah, I, I, I think that talking about it in Tunisia, about veganism, is up to you. And if you don't want to, as you said, you don't have to. You have to be feel comfortable about your words and about how you use them and how and the conversations you're having and, and with well, which people. Because I know that sometimes when you engage in a conversation and you're being violent or when you're using words that they don't understand or you're not comfortable in that conversation, you can make them feel like they're even more right than, than before starting the conversation. Mm. So you're instead of helping the animals and helping the animal liberation and uh, total liberation um, uh, activism movement, 
you're actually pushing them away from it if you're being violent. So yeah, I think that I don't see many vegan activists in Tunisia apart from you. Um, I know vegan people in Tunisia that are on a whole whole foods plant-based diet, which is something that I don't think I could be on for a long time. So I eat vegan processed food. Um, vegan processed food is, if, if anyone doesn't understand the word processed, is uh, food that is meant to smell, taste, and look like uh, non-vegan food, but it is actually vegan. For my mental health, since I've been through a lot of things in my life, I don't think I could restrict myself from eating certain things. But since I'm a vegan, ethical vegan spe specifically, I have the option, I have the accessibility, I have the option, and I have the privilege, yes, I have the privilege to be able to eat these processed vegan foods. Uh, but five months in Tunisia have been a struggle for me. And because I was used to having this uh, processed foods diet here in Europe. So it was a bit challenging, but I was very inspired by this person that I saw on Instagram who put up recipes like your mother of vegan, of, uh, of Tunisian, typical Tunisian food that was veganized. Lots of people, especially in this vegan movement and the, the plant-based movement, maybe it's something else, but in the, in the vegan movement, they are promising people that you are going to have great health when you are eliminating animal-based food from, from, from uh, your diet. And first of all, it's not about that. Let's start with that. Veganism is not about that. Mm -hmm. um, and there are lots of things that contribute to health more than just food. I mean, yes, it is a big part of it, but it's not the only uh, part of it. And there are so many things that, that you have to take care of. You have to educate yourself, whatever you're eating. It doesn't really matter the way you are eating or your diet you should take care of that. So let's uh, put, that, uh, uh, put, uh, put that aside. Talking about veganism in Tunisia, well, um, I don't live in Tunisia, so I don't think I'm the right person to talk about that. However, my approach to that is um, we have lots of great um, foods in Tunisia. When we talk about grains, when we talk about fruits and vegetables, when we talk about uh, nuts and seeds and all of these. We have so many things that we don't know that we have in Tunisia. And because veganism nowadays, as you mentioned earlier, is very white-centered and is very, uh, you, like there is this European or Western kind of uh, um, uh, core in it. When you, know, when you go online and then you wouldn't, you wouldn't type, uh, you would type vegan food yeah right so you're gonna have you're gonna have some recipes from the u.s or from europe and mm -hmm. these are these are different cuisines than the tunisian one right so i am i i am i am a person that says work with what you have if you have all of these variety of food in front of you why are you looking for for this way of eating that is not really ours, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And instead of trying to replace things, 
uh, when you replace meat with fake meat or when you replace dairy uh, milk with plant-based milk, maybe try to do something else with what you have. You mm. know, this is my approach to it. But again, the longest I stayed in Tunisia while being vegan, I think it was like three weeks or something. So okay. who am I to talk? <laughs> but I know so many people that are vegan in Tunisia and they have been vegan for years and they are doing it. Yes, they, they say that, oh, I would like to try that cheese and I would try to, 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 to try this burger and whatnot because yes, it's tempting, but it's not available to me. Doesn't mean that I cannot be vegan. Doesn't mean that it's hard to be vegan. Also something that I noticed in Tunisia for the especially the first years when I was vegan here and like there were these uh, vegan vegan restaurants and as I said even like in the city where I live there are over one million people so it's supposed to be a big city it's quite conservative so you don't find vegan options uh, everywhere and when you ask them they're like what yeah. <laughs> and even when you say can you please change this take this ingredient off and then it's going to be vegan they don't want to do that but in Tunisia I experienced it I, I experienced situations where I was like wow this is so amazing like these people are are so generous now I feel like I'm talking like a white tourist in Tunisia <laughs> and in Tunisia like I can go and tell them hey can I have a tuna sandwich without tuna and then they will do it for me it's just like also can we talk about the fact that so I previously mentioned that veganism has been capitalized here in Europe and in Western mm-hmm. societies mm-hmm. when you go to Tunisia and you ask for a tuna sandwich without tuna they give you the cheapest option, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to Tunisia and you ask for something to be only vegetables, so for example, a sandwich with vegetables instead of meat and uh, fish and tuna or whatever, they say, okay, well, we don't have on the menu a specific price for what you're asking for, but we can give you the, the cheapest version and then we're going to take away the meat and... Uh, the, the animal products. Here, the same exact sandwich would be more expensive just because it's labeled vegan. Uh, for me, for as I said, I'm from Mesir. Um, so if you go to one place because you know it's, it's clean and you know the people or whatever, or you like the food there, when you go the first time, they're maybe going to be surprised by your uh, demand. But then the second and third time they just know what you want so they're going to be nice about it they're not going to be they're not going to be pissed about it um not like here i think what i experienced here in brussels is that for some restaurants that are not vegan or don't have vegan options yet when i ask something to be vegan or if i ask if it's vegan if i go the first time they're going to be nice about it the second third and fourth time they're going to be pissed about it they're going to like, oh, every time you do this. And uh, in Tunisia, they're trying to be more friendly and they want you to come. <laughs> they don't often. care. I remember once I ordered I ordered uh, a tuna sandwich without tuna. And then the person was like, ah, come on, I cannot give you that. That's uh, that's uh, like nothing. And I'm Red. like, that's okay. I'm very happy. Like, it, let's, let's have a moment and say that the sandwich was full of stuff okay like exactly. lots of steamed vegetables like that salad that grilled salad and whatnot and then the person told me okay i'm just gonna give you the double amount of fries because that's awesome 
And I'm, I'm like, jealous. Okay, then I'm not gonna pay the cheapest price. Let's go to the second one because I felt also kind of bad. But the yeah. person was like, I don't want to give you this. I'm like, please give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> there are some vegan options in in Tunis in uh, Tunis Lasma. Uh, re- new restaurants that opened up. I don't know if the food is good. I've never been to to mm. those restaurants, but I've I've seen two new restaurants in Tunis that are either 100% vegetarian with some vegan options or 100% vegan. If I can remember the names, and if I find the names, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on the post where I'm gonna translate everything. That would be great. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't want to sound like I'm a doctor or anything. I. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about um, diseases or anything. Uh, I know, and I want to highlight this as you as you said, veganism is not going to cure you from whatever you have. Maybe it's going to mm. help you feel better, but it's not going to cure you. You need to seek medical help if you have a, a problem. Don't go on uh, crazy vegans on Instagram or social media telling you that if you do this, then you're gonna get better. Yeah. No, no. Or these these lenses for the person that I follow on Instagram and that you do too. I see that veganizes Tunisian foods is is called the Instagram is plant based Tunisian. So that's not very difficult. You you oh, follow? Okay. Mm-hmm. He makes vegan options with what she has around her. Because, again, there are not a lot of op- vegan options in Tunisia. Vegan options, I mean fake substitutes. Mm. Uh, but there are a lot of vegan options, as in fruits and vegetables and legumes and all of that, that you need to yeah. to, to be vegan, to, that you really and need. they're medical students, so that's also interesting. Yeah, it, that's, yeah, that's awesome too, yeah. So, again, it's plant-based Tunisian for... I'm just doing a, a little plug for her. So if you are Tunisian and you want to try out Tunisian foods, typical foods that um, usually are with animal that contain animal products and you want to make them for the Eid or Ramadan or whatever you want or a daily on a daily basis, if you want them mm. to be vegan, then I think you should follow them. And follow uh, us, both of us. Yes, too. I'm going to put the plug too. <laughs> so you yeah. are... I'm, I don't want to get this wrong. It's a.tunisian.vegan. So a.tunisian.vegan, you'll find them. Yes. Um, and for me, you already know probably, but it's Sari, so S-A-R-I, and then Halara, H-E-L-L-A-R-A. Uh, again, I'm going <laughs> to write everything down and I'm going to plug you whenever I upload everything. Mm. It would be interesting uh, to, to see uh, since becoming vegan, and when I go to Tunisia, like I don't buy cosmetics, for example, or like, I don't know, shampoo or whatever. And um, that's something that I think would be more of a struggle than food. Um, because like now, if you want to have a cruelty-free shampoo now, now there are some, uh, some um, companies that do that. Um, I also checked a couple of these and they, one of my highlights is about that. So now you can find some vegan uh, cruelty-free options, but it wasn't the case in the last years. And then I either had to bring my own shampoo with me from Europe or like use the 
not cruelty free shampoo uh, because that was the only option available yeah. but uh, that would be i think more interesting than than food or more, more challenging than uh food and then talking about clothing and whatnot i think that wouldn't be a big of a problem and enter entertainment wise we need to close that zoo in tunisia that's so that's I, I think we need to close the, that zoo in tunis and also the friqiya and so many others if we trying to get people to be more like sensibilize i don't know if that's a yeah. word in english but people on about veganism and not only about veganism but you know because it's not a pleasant trip to go to zoos to be honest i think the last time i went to a zoo was um i was vegetarian but i wasn't aware of of how zoos worked and all of that so when i went to a zoo in san diego and i saw it and it's supposed to be one of the best in the world they have a huge variety of animals in enclosed in super super small uh, areas and i thought this is the last time i'm going to a zoo I was very happy to talk to you about this. I also wanted to hop on the second part of the episode where you, we mm -hmm. talk. So we talked a, a little bit about everything now in Tunisia, whether it's veganism, whether it's accessibility, whether it's diet, whether it's a lot of things we, we that we discussed. We also gave a lot of insights of what to do, where to, uh, who to to follow if you want to veganize some of the uh, Tunisian foods. I have to say there are some vegan options that are already vegan that you don't need to veganize. Um, I think you Le talked about... Yes, and makarud, right? Yes, makarud. Makarud yes. are my favorites. <laughs> I can understand that. My mother is, is from Qurwain, so I get the Ooh. best ones. Yes. <laughs> I am jealous. See, I am jealous. Yes. FYI, makrud is a, is a pastry made of, um, it's basically fried dough uh, filled with uh, date paste. Oh, it's Super amazing. Yummy. Honestly. Super yummy. Oh, yeah. So I, I wanted to say also something about what I said before. So I, I don't get, um, so people don't really so understand what I mean. Come and not, no, no, don't come for me, please. Uh, I mean, if you want to say something educational, then I'm more I'm very open to to listen to to you. But if you're here to to bully me, please don't. So what I wanted to say is that about veganism and why it's a good option is for me is because I used to eat mainly animal products and very little vegetables. And what I meant by by being vegan is not only close it's not only closing your door to animal products but it's also opening up to a lot of variety of foods um that you didn't hear of although i'm not pushing anyone to eat anything and uh or not eat anything i'm not an expert i can't say eat this or don't eat this this is better for you no i did my own personal research and this is what I'm doing. But if you want to do your research, I really highly recommend. There's this book called How Not to Die by uh, a doctor that I can't remember his name. I'm really sorry about this. But he talks about how veganism doesn't cure you, but helps you because you're opening yourself up to a variety of foods that you usually don't have. So if you're not going vegan and you're just lowering your intake on uh, animal animal-based products. It's called How Not to Die, and it's by Gene Stone and Michael Greger. 
in case you want to read it. I have it. So it's what kind I, of the the Bible for the plant based. Exactly. Diet, yeah. I, I even have uh, non-vegan uh, friends and non-vegetarian friends who have read the book and said that it really opened their eye. They opened their eyes into um, understanding how um, the importance of having a, a variety, uh, eating a variety of foods. I think we should hop on to the second part of mm -hmm. this episode, which is going to be very exciting. Um, I'm going to give you like 15 to 20 minutes if I'm if to really speak out about why you're vegan in Arabic, um, <laughs> why people should consider go ve going vegan and why they should at least try to lower their um, their meat and animal uh, animal based in general uh, 